I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Well, it's the team that a lot of people were punting upon to come good and it is showing the signs of being a serious contender. Yes, Ricky Ponting's Delhi Capitals have staked their claim as one of the biggest contenders for this season of IPL. They beat Royal Challengers Bangalore yesterday and convincingly at that, they batted well, they bowled well. It was the performance, uh, a performance of a cohesive unit. A, a team which knows its strengths, which knows its weaknesses and all the positive elements coming together. My name is Arnold Thin. We'll discuss the match uh, today in IPL T20, Battleground T20. And of course, we look forward to the MI versus RR match, which will be played today in the evening. Joining me is Rasesh Mandani. Rasesh, professional and thorough performance by uh, DC. Their batsmen coming good. Uh, uh, the players who needed to attack in the death overs, playing their roles really well and then... Uh, the pressure of chase, of course, uh, RCB not able to handle that. But the bowlers, Rabada, Norka and Akshar Patel doing their job to the best that they could. Yes, we thought it would be a closer game than uh, it turned out to be. But, uh, you know, it was a you know very convincing win for Delhi Capitals. You're right. Uh, you know, they are uh, look them and Mumbai Indians are perhaps looking at this stage of the tournament uh, towards the standout teams. Uh, Delhi Capitals, uh, you know, some cheer for uh, their fans who've uh, never seen that team coming triumphs in, in, in IPL history. Uh, and it's clearly not just the change of name. They're doing a lot of things right. Uh, you know, they're, they're taking, they took advantage of that initial power play overs, uh, which some other teams are failing to do. Uh, and, you know, this team is virtually an India, you know, top order batting unit. Take out a Rohit Sharma and a Virat Kohli. You know, this is the kind of, uh, you know, batting unit that India would probably go in in a T20 contest. So, you know, Dhawan, Shaw, Ayer, uh, Rishabh Pant, and, and then they're having this uh, heft of uh, Hetmeyer and, and Stoyne is the big hitters towards the end as well. So, uh, you know, they're making the most of the strength that they have, their informed players that they have. And, uh, you know, as it turned out, you know, on a wicket, which was, uh, you know, doing a bit, there was a bit of a response for the bowlers, for the spinners, a bit of grip towards the, in the particularly in the second half as well. Uh, you know, Delhi Capitals, uh, batsmen put up enough total uh, for uh, their bowlers to take advantage of. Right. I was guilty of, of asking the DC to chop and change very early. But then Prithvi Shaw pretty much shutting me up and shutting a lot of naysayers and critics up with his performance. Uh, he, he, it looks like he's going from strength to strength. Their Ponting has seen something in him. He might not be the batsman who will give you a consistent 60, 70, 80 odd in every match. But perhaps he is the game changer for Ponting at the top of the order. He gets those runs uh, in the top order, which uh, Shikhar Dhawan will not. Which, if a Shreya Sayer comes in, might take a little bit of time to get going. So I think Shaw is very crucial there. If he keeps getting those quick 30, 40, 50 yard runs, then that, that allows the likes of Shikhar Dhawan and Shreyas Ayer to play themselves in and then go for their shots. And obviously, Pant and, and, and Stoinis. What, what a, what a uh, remarkable player Stoinis uh, is turning out to be for DC. Struggled in KXIP, struggled in RCB, but then 
perhaps seems to have found his niche in DC under Ponting's leadership. Yes, uh, Ponting doing a lot of things which we can't see. You know, he spoke about uh, you know this minor technical adjustment that Shaw has made uh, coming back yes. and across in his technique, which is something where I'm sure uh, Ponting he would have picked uh, Ponting's brains on that as well. Something probably that he would have been working for a while now, but he's now sort of uh, making that change as well. Uh, so that's helping him. Is obviously it helps when a player of Ponting's stature sort of clears your mind. So that is something that we're seeing in a lot of batsmen as well. Ponting knows Stoinis so well, and Stoinis sort of came, uh, uh, you know, arrived. Uh, he's, he's done well throughout uh, the season, in fact. But that last finishing kick that is providing them is uh, is making that much easier for their bowlers. And then their bowlers are delivering. I mean, the spinners, the way sort of they they stem the flow of runs uh, after those initial wickets, uh, you know, that uh, that they got. You know, for RCB to win this match, it was clearly a case of you know the top order firing, and then De Villiers had to come up with one of his one of his great knocks. It was not to be. And I thought at that stage, with the way the kind of grip that the DC spinners have over over the proceedings, uh, Virat had already uh, it was just too much to do for Virat, and uh, he played an un- uncharacteristic knock as well. Uh, never really yeah. looked in control. Yeah, that's what. That's what I wanted to speak about. But but uh, four four wickets for Kagiso Rabada, purple cap holder right now. But uh, uh, you know, I I might be uh, accused of camping for a particular bowler. But then Rabada is getting all those wickets because Norkia is creating that pressure. You know that that pressure that he's creating with his extra pace, not letting batsmen score freely. Even a batsman like A B D Villiers struggling in front of his pace. I mean. Uh, Norkia is perhaps the most important cog in 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 the wheel for uh, DC in terms of their bowling is concerned. Rabada is that character who will give you the wickets, but Norkia, perhaps that is something which they were missing last season. That somebody who could actually back Kagizo Rabada up, bowl those four overs for just thirty odd runs or even less, pick up a wicket or two once in a while, and and give that cushion to Rabada to go for those uh, go for those attacking options that Rabada has and perhaps pick wickets. Yes, there are, there are always unsung heroes in in, in in every successful campaign. Is Nokia is certainly one of them. Uh, and then remember, they always preserve Rabada's overs towards the end. So they just post their one over in the opening power play. Then they preserve three towards the end, one in the middle as well. So Nokia does uh, you know that uh, that task which uh, those, those uh, Rabada overs which cannot be bowled. But I thought yesterday the Delhi Capital spinners partic- were particularly effective as well. I mean Akshar Patel. Time after time, this sort of understated the left-arm spinner, a finger spinner. In fact, it was a day for left-arm spinners. Akshar Patel, Washington Sundar from the other mm-hmm. side, Ravi Chandran, Ashwin, all of them sort of, uh, yeah. yeah. So all of them, uh, you know, making a difference, uh, making it difficult for the batsman to score. It helps that there's a, just a little bit of grip on the wicket as well. I mean, you know, put them to task at Sharjah, it will be that much tougher. So you know, just goes to show how much uh, of uh, a difference, a good, how much of a good contest uh, one can get to see if the wickets are better. And and then Ravi Chandran Ashwin moment we might want to talk about that he didn't mark at uh, Aaron Finch did he or should we say Brown mark at uh, Aaron Finch I mean that was uh, there's going to be one of the talking points in the days to come as well uh, and, and and not uh, surprisingly the cameras were flashing on Ricky Ponting uh, the moment uh, you know that incident happened uh, and I saw Sunil Gavaskar sort of uh, uh, taking on Michael Slater there as well Slater was uh, sort of uh, supportive of uh, Ashwin's decision to warn the batsman. And 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 Gavaskar came out and said uh, the batsmen don't uh, caution you when they go for go out and go for six. six. So, yes, yes, so, absolutely. You know, divisive opinions in world cricket at the moment, and I think it's the Australians on one side, and a lot of the other uh, cricket experts uh, from other parts of the world who think differently. Right, the spirit of the game. I think the Australians should be the last people talking about it. I mean, uh, you know, such has been the past, such has been their behaviour over the years. Ricky Ponting, no saint himself, but uh, but yeah, he's taken up the job of the coach, head coach. He he wants his uh, team to 
uh, uh, perhaps play the game in a certain way. And that's the reason perhaps Ashwin did not go ahead with that. Uh, he doesn't want to be at loggerheads with his coach. Uh, it, it's, it's Which is one smooth. point, Arnav. Which is one right. point that, you know, uh, Ricky Ponting, uh, you know, we talk about the Australian past, but this is basically playing by the rules, right? I mean, these are the rules that, has been, that have been okayed by the MCC. Uh, Ricky Ponting, in fact, interestingly, part of that committee. And then for you to turn around and say we should uh, approach it differently, that's one of the reasons, uh, you know, people have uh, got an ex to grind with uh, the position that he's taking. Absolutely, no doubt about that. And Ashwin has every right to do what if he if he wants to mankar somebody. It's part. Firstly, I think uh, I I was I was reading a few interviews in in the in the run up to this uh, this uh, season of the IPL, and I think Dinesh Karthik in in one of his interviews to one of the media houses said that the way we talk about this dismissal, the way we approach it, needs to be changed. Why call it mankar? You know, it, it became it became synonymous with mankar because he was the person who affected affected the first run out like this. You know, let's just give it a an official name. Let's just start making it part of the process. Let's just tell batsmen when they are growing up that you cannot, uh, you know, get out of the popping crease. Uh, you cannot take that kind of an advantage because it is again that is against the spirit of the game because you are trying to take undue advantage. So until and unless the ICC does not make it stand clear that this is part of the game and this is what we are going to call it from now on, I, th- I think I think this debate will go on. People like Ashwin will uh, have have a very very. Uh, uh, what do you, how, how do I put it? I mean, like you know, they they can stand their ground because it is part of the rules, and and uh, if they want to affect uh, a run out, they can. You know, something like this happened in the 80s also. I remember Curtie Walsh, if if you remember that that, that famous clip that when he stood like this and put his arm around and and the batsman had to go back to his crease. So this debate has existed for a very long time in cricket. I think the time has come for ICC to take a stand on this and put this entire debate to rest by making it official by making it part. Of the of of the mainstream sport, but it is uh, official. Uh, you know that's the point. Uh, you know those who are sort of, uh, you know, raising, right. raising an issue are are missing the point. And uh, you know Ricky Indeed. Ponting has uh, no ground to to you know come out and tell his team that uh, you know this is the way I want you to to play the game because when you're saying that you are going against the rules itself. I mean you know the backlash sure. uh, story is a thing of the past. I mean Kapil Dev did it to Peter Kirsten. He had to receive the backlash, but that was then. I mean since then the rules have changed. You put it out in place. Uh, you can very well right. contest it in your meeting rooms uh, that this is not the right way to go. But now that the rules right. are laid out, you know, this is the way to right. play. Generally, Ashwin has the last laugh on it. So he didn't say Mankadi. Send out a tweet is where he said that this is the final warning in 2020. I'm not going to give a warning again. And he said, right. hashtag uh, run out non-striker. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think Ashwin did the best thing. Perhaps he will, what he's doing right now, this crusade that he's on will perhaps make it easier for bowlers to, to shed their inhibitions perhaps and go ahead and affect uh, this run out of the non-striker. So, so I think he's doing a great job in terms of empowering bowlers, which he's always wanted to, especially in these days of T20 where, where the game is tilted so much in favour of the batsman. Absolutely. Uh, you know, one last thing on this. I mean, you know, what is unfortunate would be if, uh, you know, the bowler, the ball is sort of hit back to the bowler and it sort of, uh, you know, tickles his finger and then goes uh, to hit the stumps and the batsman is caught napping. Uh, you know, that is unfortunate dismissal, but again, part of the rules. But here, you are, uh, the batsman is non-striker, trying to take an adv- advantage before the ball Absolutely. is delivered. So, uh, that's that's clearly a case of, uh, you know, not fortunate or unfortunate. I mean, there's no reason that it warrants uh, a warning. I was a bit surprised. It's a, it's a bit surprising that uh, a lot of the Australians are, are taking the position that they are. I mean, Michael Slater on air saying that he see no harm in this warning tre- trend continuing. Now, why should it? Well, I, th- I think now it's 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 pretty much snowballed into this uh, camp sort of a thing, 
where if an Aussie has said something, the other Australians, perhaps Ponting stature is such, he is, is as close as uh, anybody could be to being one of the greatest that Australia have had. So obviously you will need that, the, the Austra- you will have those Australian former players supporting them. You know, whenever this debate about IPL uh, taking precedence over the international calendar comes, all the Australians go against it. Former players, uh, uh, Alan Border called it a money-making machine. I mean, uh, you know, uh, deep down, perhaps Border would also see the positives which are coming out of IPL and so many others. That is the reason perhaps so many Australians, even young Australians like Joshua Philippe and the others who are part of this, uh, uh, not to mention Shane Watson when he was struggling in his career in international cricket, resurrected his enti- entire career uh, with his 2008 performance with the Rajasthan Royals. So, it's a matter of camps, I guess, right now. Uh, the Indians uh, rallying behind Ashwin and, and the cause of making this uh, uh, more uh, mainstream. And obviously, Ponting has said something, has taken a stand and the Australians now backing the former captain. So, perhaps that's that for uh, for Manka today. You want to add something? Yeah, which is why, you know, perhaps the likes of a Virat Kohli and Anil Komle, you know, across, you know, franchisee lines should take a position on it. Uh, unless they sort of believe, uh, they are not convinced about it, which is a different matter. But if they are, this is a good time to sort of, uh, you know, carry the debate forward. Because clearly, like I, like you mentioned, it's not just a case of the principled position on the issue. Uh, sometimes you just tend to back your own person. Sometimes you tend to back your own person and sometimes you just go by the rules. It's part of the rules and uh, and you just do it. That's that. All right, then moving on to the the the, the first segment today, uh, uh, which is called the battle, and we will look at the match which is coming up: Mumbai Indians versus Rajasthan Royals. Mumbai on a high, close to the top with three wins, and uh, Rajasthan Royals winning those first two matches in Sharjah have struggled ever since. Rasesh, I mean, uh, you need the top three to come good. You need Butler, Smith, and Samson to take uh, all the responsibility. Lomroor showed that uh, uh, perhaps uh, <coughs> there are Indian players in the in the rank in Rajasthan who can uh, take the responsibility and bail the team out uh, if need be. But, you know, in terms of the personnel, uh, I mean, Riyan Parag is not performing. Jaydev Unatkat hasn't come up with anything special so far. Is there anybody else that they can fall back upon in terms of the Indian, Indian talent, uh, uh, Rasesh? Well, I think the one change they can make, uh, and I've been speaking about it, is just try and, uh, you know, get uh, Yashasri Jaisal in and get him to bat at the top of the order. I mean, Robin Uthappa is not getting those runs. I, I I know that there is this theory that once you back, you back an experienced campaigner and if he does come good, then it can be very crucial towards the uh, towards the end. But uh, you know Robin is looking completely out of space for a while. So you know why not promote a Yashasvi Jaiswal that allows you to sort of uh, you know it becomes not a three-man batting unit, a four-man batting unit. Uh, but regardless of that, it is the top three. One of Samson, Steve Smith, or and uh, Josh Butler will have to score a big innings. Because otherwise, man-to-man, Mumbai Indians is looking far too far, a lot more powerful. Right. And, and, and in, in bowling, uh, it has to be Jofra Archer. Because uh, apart, apart from Archer, nobody really has the firepower to contain the kind of uh, explosive form the Mumbai Indians middle order is in. Yes, that's right. So, you know, that's why, uh, uh, you know, at the moment, uh, Rajasthan Royals are having their backs against the wall. So, it's not just where they are positioned in the points table as well. Uh, but because they have got a lot more ground to cover as compared to some of the other sides as well, they're having uh, too many areas that they need to sort of address. Uh, and, and, and like I've been saying, uh, perhaps a Ben Stokes will will help a little bit more balance to the side. Uh, but they need to string together some victories before he comes in because otherwise uh, you're leaving yourself too much to do. It's all right having a Shane Vaughan in your in your dugout, but he can't do much. It's it's those men who are uh, tasked with the with the responsibilities who will have to come together and deliver. Right, so so right. Ben Stokes so, so is, ben a Stokes life for life is a life for life replacement for Tom Curran. Uh, not a life for life, yeah, but like a much no, better version. Last match, so, yeah, yeah, pretty much. So he needs to make make it count because it's his last outing. Uh, 
in terms of Mumbai Indians, I think I think they are looking as good as they have looked ever. I mean, like uh, they haven't looked this uh, convincing in any of their campaigns when they have gone on to win. Also, uh, in in the in the in the points table, they are they are placed very high. And I think it's the form of Pollard. I mean, like Pollard has always been this player who is like you know been this man who's been out of touch and then come in and and got those crucial runs in important matches. But this time around, Pollard's form is outstanding, and so is Hardik Pandya's with the bat. Yes, one of the things that opposing team used to do with Pollard is sort of you know, introduce spinners and then make it that much tougher for him. But what uh, you know he's now doing is sort of standing back and 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 staying low and finding a way to smack them away as well. I mean, he won the battle against Yashwinder Chal. He's doing it against good, skillful bowlers. So you know that's where he's covering up a lot of bases. And like you said, now Brunal Pandya has now got into some form as well. Ardik's looking good. So. You know that's that's the difference between the Mumbai Indians and some of the other side. They don't have a top order. They also have an equally strong lower middle order, which sort of is able to uh, you know change gear when the when the time warrants. Yes, and and Bumrah might be leaking a few runs here and there, but then you've got the likes of Bolt and Pattinson taking responsibility. The two international fast bowlers that they have, Rahul Chahar also getting good support from her, uh, from from Krunal Pandya in the spin department now. So uh, it's 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 very difficult when you see a team like Mumbai Indians, the kind of uh, personnel that they have. And when when all the players are hitting form, it's very difficult to see uh, uh, how how you how you would beat them. And perhaps uh, uh, not even midway through the campaign, you can actually bet on them to go on and win a fifth title. Yeah. So if this stage we were forced to pick two teams to make it to the finals, if there were to be no further matches, we'd probably pick Mumbai Indians versus Delhi Capitals. Mumbai Indians versus Delhi Capitals, and and, and Sunil Gavaskar would love Mumbai come up trumps uh, against uh, Delhi as he has liked seeing them. Uh, do it in the Ranji Trophy circles, but then moving on to the to the next segment, which is the trump card of the match. We've both gone in with Rajasthan Royals uh, players because we understand that it is the it is the 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 onus is on the Rajasthan Royals players to 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 force something in this match uh, because man on man for man, uh, MI look way stronger. You've gone in with uh, Jofra Archer. I can totally understand why because Archer will have that added responsibility of not just picking up wickets up front but keeping it very quiet in the depth. Yeah, Archer's uh, clocking high speeds is uh, you know troubling the batsmen. You know he's been able to sort of uh, he is his own bowler despite the fact that he's not getting the kind of support around him. So imagine if there is a little bit more support, if jo- if Jaydev Unadkar can raise his game just a little bit, you know that might help him as well. But uh, you know I thought of probably picking one of Rohit and Pollard, but the thing about Rohit is uh, you know uh, he, he I mean he can come to the party at any stage, but consistency is not his forte. And with Pollard, uh, who knows he might not get as much opportunity to bat. So. Uh, I went in with Archer with uh, with the kind of uh, rhythm that he is in. Uh, he might just trouble the Mumbai batsmen. And remember, this is Abu Dhabi, not Sharjah. So always, uh, you know, a reason for the bowlers to be interested. Yes, I've gone with Butler because uh, I feel if Rajasthan Royals need uh, to, if, if if they are to challenge Mumbai Indians in this match, then they would need a big total if they are batting first or if they are chasing. Then it seems like Mumbai will be able to put on a big total because Rajasthan, apart from Archer, as you said, don't really have a very strong bowling unit currently. Doesn't seem like so. Butler, a lot will depend on him. He's he's due for runs in this season. Hasn't really clicked so far. So uh, if Butler gets going and gets those big shots going, uh, Rajasthan Royals have a good chance, and that is the reason why I've gone in with the England wicket keeper batsman. Your thoughts, Rasesh? Yeah, yeah, one of the most destructive uh, batsmen in this format uh, potentially. Uh, although it would, he would find it a bit difficult to lap sweep a Jasprit Bumrah, but uh, that's the beauty of this contest. Uh, who knows? He might still find a way. I mean, the way Stoinis has been using the angles and doing all sorts of things against difficult bowlers, uh, you know, Butler might uh, you know give us a cue on how to tackle some skillful fast bowlers as well. I mean, Mumbai Indians have got enough of them. 
Pattinson, Bolt, and and Boomra all bowling with different angles. So that would be a fascinating contest how Butler handles each one of them. Right. Quickly before we close, uh, that that moment from yesterday's match where uh, Virat Kohli almost put saliva on the ball and then realized that the at the nick of time, I think it was it was a it was a good uh, how do I mean uh, it was a good break for for everybody who was watching the match also and who was on the ground perhaps. Uh, uh, to see the Indian captain, the, the Indian captain, of course, the RCB captain, almost committing a mistake, almost breaking the COVID-19 rules and then, then realizing that, you know, he can't put saliva. We've already seen uh, other players uh, committing the mistake earlier. Yeah, I mean, Roger, Robin Uttapa has, uh, you know, done it in the past, uh, you know, to those who've been watching closely. And in fact, this generally happens when you're a bit nervous, you know, when the, when the nerves get in. I mean, Uttapa dropped that sitter and then sort of as a as a quick uh, reaction to dust off the disappointment he did that so this can sometimes happen and the rules in fact don't say that, that it's not a, it's not a crime it's a, you can be warned by the umpire and particularly obviously if you're going to admit a mistake that it happened inadvertently not intentionally then that's something that the umpires will uh, you know think over but uh, one of those things i mean you've grown up uh, doing this and uh, to suddenly change uh, uh, your ways is is uh, is difficult so in fact i think the overall the players are doing it a lot better you've seen very few instances of uh, of players committing this mistake yes yes indeed all right then we'll we'll uh, come up with the battle on t20 again tomorrow and discuss the match between mi and rr and of course look forward to the match which will be played tomorrow thank you very much and uh, for all the news uh, related to ipl keep reading hindustan times and keep uh, logging on to hindustantimes.com thank you This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.